it's gonna start now welcome to the hot flush my friends the premier podcast for the perimenopausal you're joined by your host mrs Wig, and my glorious sidekick mrs berry mrs berry i must say have you been to the hairdresser i've been to the hairdresser isn't it something it looks like i have soft serve on the top of my head i'm loving it sick so for those who can't see which is all of you yeah. she's gone a number one down the side yeah number one uh and the top is very very she's looking like pink yeah yeah hey can i just give you some very exciting news that happened overnight yes so you know how i am a complete 1000 percent fan of the dixie chicks yes and that when they were basically blacklisted after, you know, not agreeing with George Bush about invading Iraq, yes. I just, I've carried that outrage in my heart for years. They've just re- they're releasing their new album at first in 14 years, and uh, they have the very first song they released off it was is called Gaslighter, and that is a song by Natalie Moynes, who's the lead singer, <laughs> about her ex-husband, <laughs> and it's basically a it's it's an activist angry album. The next song is about um, is about just women being strong and awesome and amazing. And they dropped the third song last night. They have changed their names from the Dixie Chicks to the Chicks, so they're dropping the Dixie because of the association of that with the Confederacy and the South. And they're just fucking amazing. And the latest song, the the film clip for it is all footage from the recent protests and it's I was just crying by the end I was crying I just love them because I just don't give a fuck well they just they well they do a, give a fuck yeah they give a fuck and then they but they don't give a fuck about what the establishment yeah, thinks what? about that yeah and you know it's just oh my god I just want to I just want to send this album to every young woman and girl I know and just, and just, oh, just tell them to be warriors for their, the rest of their lives. It sounds really tiring, though, doesn't it? It does sound very tiring. <laughs> and, um, and Sally Rugg, who we spoke about last week, who is the head of um, Not Get Up, one of the other ones, uh, she put some footage up of a year ago when she was on Q&A, and it was when... Um, they were talking it was no maybe it was even older it was about was the same was the marriage equality act was that only a year ago no it was a couple of years ago it was a couple of years now wasn't anyway she put it up and she was sort of like people ask me how does it make me feel and one of the things she said was just tired (laughs) (laughs) and and you know and I kind of think for black communities can you imagine how tired they are yeah and then you and then you just sort of go. So there was footage floating around this week of um, Indigenous Australians back when the when they were in, based enslaved to farm the sugarcane fields and you know in chains. And yeah. and you just go and people tell them that to stop being so angry. It's like fuck off. Like you rage to whatever level you need to rage to. And. Then the other thing that Rob and I were talking about last night, can you tell them I'm a bit manic this week? Um, <laughs> what change can you think of in the world that has not involved violence? The female suff- suffragette 
the violence that they went through, the deaths they went through, the imprisonment and the and the torture that they went through to get the female vote went on for decades. And that's just that's just the female vote. And then this is nice and light, isn't it? And then human rights. And I, I just sort of go, it's like, do you know what it's like? You know when in the house and you ask your family and your kids to do things very nicely yes. for quite some time. Yes. And it might be generally over the course of some, it can be months, even years. And it's things like, you know, put your shoes away, hang your towel up, put your plates yeah. in the dishwasher. And then eventually it only happens when you absolutely lose your shit. Lose your shit. Yes. This, is this is just it on a global scale. This is just parenting on a global scale. It's um, interesting that you bring that up. Interesting that you bring that up because uh, just before we started this podcast, I realised that the dishwasher needed unpacking. Yeah. And I thought oh, I'll ask one of the kids to do it, and then I thought I just can't deal with the the great the, the the fallback. Yep. yep. Um. So it's still unpacked. So hopefully after this, I'll have the mental strength. To ask one of them to do it because you know you fucking do everything. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, let's talk about some Isn't happy. That cheery. Things. Yes, let's talk about some happy things. This oh, month, this the month of June, I've experienced the best chicken parmesan I've ever eaten and the worst chicken parmesan I've ever eaten. Wow, what a month! The <laughs> best chicken parmesan could be found at the Willoughby Hotel. Oh. And the worst I had yesterday for lunch with some girlfriends at. The Bridgeview Hotel, which Where's is that? on Willoughby Road in Willoughby. Oh. Yes. So the Willoughby Hotel's in Chatswood and the Bridgeview Hotel's in Willoughby. Now, don't go to the Bridgeview Hotel for its food because <laughs> it's not good. Is that the one that's near near Ubercate? Ubercate, yes. That's the one just along there. Don't that was terrible. There. Okay. And then where's the Willoughby? The Willoughby is in Chatswood. Yeah. To the foam shop. Anyway, this is also really boring for our listeners. Yes, who don't live on Sydney's shore. But what I want to say <laughs> is chicken parmigiana should be the standard measure of a good pub. Hey, what makes a good chicken parmy? Uh, thin fillet. Yes. Panko crumbs. Yeah. Um, not dolmio sauce from a jar. Oh, No. A homemade Neapolitana sauce, whatever they call it. Yes. Decent cheese that has a good crust on it under the grill and then mm. some lovely bacon or ham. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I always get very disappointed when you go somewhere and you it is clear that a component of that dish has just come out of a jar. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not good enough. Have you been watching um, Nat on YouTube? Oh, he's a, he's a cook who hates things he's from jars. He's just the best. Isn't he the he best? He's the best. Oh, God, I love him. I love him. Um, I think it's called Nat's Cooking or something like that. And he's this sweary, yeah. long-haired um, bloke who makes the yep. most simple, beautiful dishes. Yeah, I'll look And, him. and abhors jarred anything. He should just be my immediate feed. <laughs> Because oh hang on I'm in my I'm in my actual work feed that's not going to find him. How's uh, work going? Um, work is work is fantastic, but I have been so um, manic this week. Like just and just um, as uh, it always happens. Like when the mag 
comes to its deadlines, you've then, you're then managing the mag and the various weekly deadlines that I have. And so it just, you just end up just going hammer and tongs. And then I'm not, and then I'm sort of just going, oh, I'll just do some more work at night just to get ahead for tomorrow. And then you don't get to bed until midnight or one. And then I've had really shitty sleep, like really shitty sleep. Mm. And I don't know what, like, I don't quite know why. So you, you, you passed the corona test, your corona free. Oh, yes. So that was that was Monday night. It's just Monday I felt I had really low energy Monday. Like, and I sort of went, but that happens with my Hashimoto's and now probably my fibromyalgia. And so I just sort of took it took it quietly, you know. And then, um, and then that afternoon I actually thought, no, I feel really quite shabby. And then I went, oh, my throat's really sore. And, then, and that's when I went what <laughs> and I think my boss because we meant to we're going into we talked about this last week love we're going over old territory oh because we talked on Tuesday yes oh yeah yes yeah, so I got did. your results oh yeah so I'm fine tickety-boo <laughs> they came through Thursday like late Thursday when I'd actually cancelled my hairdressing appointment because it was like I can't come because you know and then I rang her back because then my result and we said you know that the result will come through late late today saying, no, you're fine. <clears throat> and, yeah, and so then it was it was fine. It was like um, that it came through and then I called my hair person and said, can I come? She goes, absolutely. What's pissed you off the most this week? Um, ABC funding cuts. That has pissed me off the most this week. I reckon. I reckon that is that is very very high up the list. Um, that's probably the main if one. one of, if one of your kids came to you and said, "Mum, I want to be a journalist," what would your advice be to them? Uh, I would be pick an area that you want to excel in within journalism, and then go for it. Yeah, because it's really interesting. There's two journos that are really, really uh, experienced and knowledgeable who have their own, um, well, podcast and really a podcast that Rob listens to and basically his whole industry listens to. And it's like they're journos but they're running their own show and they do their own thing and they're making a living off it. And I just think that's the face of the changing face of journalism. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be the big the big media conglomerates that we're that you know that that we've grown up with. It's going to be these really niche areas of expertise that for particular industries you tap into. Do you know what I thought this week? Yes, I wished ill upon somebody. Did you? I did. And I'm not in the habit of wishing ill upon anyone. No. That person has a family. But I really wished ill upon Rupert Murdoch this week. Well, yes, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's like everyone's losing their jobs and he, he's dodging $80 million worth of tax paying to the Australian yeah. government. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah, he doesn't pay tax. He got huge amounts of money from the government the, the, like News Corp has laid off a bajillion people anyway. So where's that where's that money going? Oh, it's 
you know, funding his lifestyle and he's and he's just and and you know, I just really I am that I am that much of an optimist and that naive to really think that if you run a media a, a media operation, you you just you have a duty you have a duty to be as non-biased as you can be and if you've got if you've got conservative writers then you have then you have liberal writers you know you balance you you have to provide that it's a duty of it's a duty of care and responsibility to society and he just and and I know that it's just completely naive and and you know, ridiculous to think that that could possibly occur. But it just, I I look at these people with all this money and I just go, fuck. They're fucking assholes. Let's just speed, speed around the bush. They're fucking assholes and I wished him unwell this week. I yeah. wished him dead, to be frank, and that is a really dreadful thing to put out into the universe because now, like, I will be hit by a car because I thought, <laughs> ah, I thought ah. he should get hit by a car. Mm. Okay, let's let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Do you know what I've taken to drinking now for my cup of tea? What? I have one. Uh, t- I have extra strong tea, and then I throw in a bit of Lady Grey. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh I don't. God, I we have. are. We I are love Pearl Grey. So old and <gasps> no, really do you want a good story? Kids. Yeah, I know. We're really old and just ridiculous because I discovered today. No, I discovered a few weeks ago when Rob went to brush a uh, stray hair off my head, off my face, to discover it was actually attached to my cheek. Lovely. Um, and today we were standing on the back veranda and the morning light was shining down on us and he just found it again and I was like oh my god so I went and plucked it it was one and a half centimeters long nice growing out of the middle of my chin of my cheek you know that's because you, your um your estrogen is drying up your testosterone is, is building up and that is your testosterone's way of popping in to say hello yeah well it can fuck right off gosh <laughs> I think I've said fuck more in this podcast than I normally have in like three, and that's really you know that, like my Monday my Monday morning routine consists of me basically having a shave these days. <laughs> Self care is sexy. Oh, I went to the orthodontist this week with Jack. How many thousands did you have to sink on that? Oh, okay, so he's he's got a genetic pro- issue, yeah, um, which is from it's a Hungarian thing. So it's, when, all, when, it's all Mr. Wig's fault. Oh, everything is. Um, and so when he was in a utero, um, he's got a dodgy chromosome, which meant that his the bones in his the bones in his ears, the three bones, didn't yeah. form properly, and neither did his teeth. So he is missing seven teeth. Seven. Seven teeth. That's quite a lot. It's it is a lot. And because he's quite sort of like, well, let's just say it straight, he's quite vain. Yeah. Um, so he wants to get this all fixed. And we're, of course, thinking, holy shit, holy shit, this is going to be epic. Anyway, because he's got seven missing teeth, he qualifies as having, like, a disability in his teeth. So, oh. hello, Medicare. Oh. 
Oh, talk about good. dodging a bullet. Yeah. We will have to pay some, yeah. but Medicare's going to chip in. So it's not as, like, financially yeah, it's gonna, as it could have been. It's going to cost you, like, eight grand instead of 16. <laughs> I still think that's a lot of money. But um, <laughs> anyway, how marvellous is our, is our healthcare system? Oh, yeah, so that's what I was going to – so you know how we were talking about I'll that. just finish. I'll just finish. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go on. Um, yes. And the orthodontist was actually quite excited because he hasn't done one of these before. Oh. <laughs> Miracles. <laughs> Miracles that we are. Oh, I don't know how good it is to have a specialist who's, like, really, um, yeah, that excited about, you know, doing something for the first time. On your child's teeth, though. No, I'm excited because he was very excited. <laughs> and but he always well, said something that really annoyed me. Yeah. Um, because orthodontics is quite scientific. I didn't realise that before I had to sit through an hour of his lecture. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and he talked about, like, and Jack's got beautiful, beautiful, puffy, big lip, and they're rose-coloured, like it's obscenely yeah. not there. Yeah. Anyway, so he was saying if he put this, then he might lose some of his lip um, projection. And he's, you know, and she goes, he goes, and you know, girls, when they're in year <gasps> 10, that's when their lips are going to be the best because after they're 16, they start to get puckered and thin. So when you take your girlfriend to your year 10 form, well, that's as good as she's going to look. I'm sorry, he said, <laughs> he said that. He said that? That's as good as they're going to look? Yep. Holy shit balls. Really? Yeah. What did why, you say? Why would I make that up? Why would I make that up? I couldn't say anything because I was in shock. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wow. A, a, and then Jack goes, well, I wouldn't take a girl to my formal anyway. And I was like, good on you, Jack. But, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. We said I did. Oh, sorry. I don't quite know what to, I don't quite know what to make of that. I mean, I do know I do know what to make of it, but how, is it too late to find a new orthodontist? <laughs> no, we're going to go with him. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know what to say about that. Did you? No, I couldn't say anything because I literally was just going. Did you just say that? It's wrong on so many levels. You're sexualizing a 16 year old girl. And you're passing. You, you're passing. Oh my god, <laughs> that's just. Oh, my God, I'm starting to wish ill on him and he's going to be in your kid's mouth. Not in a good, like, I mean, in a good way, not in a freaking pedo way. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I don't think we can, we can really improve on that discussion now. I think that, let's put a light under that one. Right. So how long is it going to take? And does he have to get implants? Like, what's it going to involve? Well, the other interesting thing you said, <laughs> he said uh, he's going to be a very tall boy because look at the growth palettes in his neck. And I was like, oh, whatever. It's going to take <coughs> 18 months. And then when he's 20, he also suggested that Jack might consider having some facial surgery to help with his, like, because we don't have wigs, don't have strong jawlines. <laughs> <laughs> so he suggested to Jack he might have a chin implant when he's 20. <laughs> oh, my God. 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 Oh,
misogynistic, superficial, just butcher. <laughs> Through Steph Deck. <laughs> oh, Steph, you have a lot to <laughs> Oh, anyway. Wow. And okay. so then when he's, when he's fully grown, we're about 21, he's going to have to get two implants. So we've got to work out whether that's on his cost or on ours, but <laughs> we'll have to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I'm, that's, I'm telling you, I got a 22 year old and a 20 year old, and they're still very much in my cost centre. <laughs> so that was my trip to the orthodontist. My goodness, this was the first week that I didn't go to a spe- an, a, an ologist of some sort for weeks. <laughs> Put on your kit. But that's that because right. I did all my self care. I went and you know updated and had new, you know, blah blah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to have to find a new GP. Um, um, why? Oh, okay. And I don't want to have to come back to this one. Yeah, okay. She's a bit judgmental too, if I could be frank. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go back to my old one, so that's nice. Oh, nice. Yes. Because you're back in your old... You've in my old And she's, she's a super doctor, so, like, you can cry there and, and not worry about it. <laughs> 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 I always judge a, do- a doctor... Um, about how uncomfortable they get when you start bawling. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's totally fair, I think. Because if they if they like look away and start typing when you're sobbing, uh-huh. they're not good. But if they give you a tissue and tell you that everything's going to be all right, that's how you judge a good GP. Yeah, that's that's worth it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> um, you'll be glad to know that my uh, new car is going uh, very well. Have any accidents? I haven't scraped it again. Oh, so good. It's only got one scrape. Uh, and I still can't park it. I don't understand what's going on there. Um, and, yeah, apparently there's a guy coming. He might be out there now looking at the Berry Bus. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we just, like, I thought I'd maybe feel a bit sad about it going. And I'm like, fuck, it's still there. We need to sell it. We need to get rid of it. It's like an albatross around your neck. (laughs) You'll be pleased to know know that my bread making has gone from strength to strength and I made an olive focaccia this week that looked like something out of a magazine and tasted like it was so good. That's my baking update. Okay, I've got a question for you. I've got like a tray of chicken, diced chicken breasts that I have to cook today. Yes. I was thinking about a curry. Oh, yeah. How do you cook a curry? So you could. Okay, so do you want to know what my kid's favourite is? Yeah. Sauté off some onion. Yep. If you like, you can add some garlic and ginger, but you don't have to. Yeah. And then so sauté off some onion, add the chicken, brown it a little bit, and add a jar of patas, butter chicken. (laughs) Okay. So I make chicken from scratch. And there was one point, Felix must have been about, I don't know, he was still at school, and he just said to me, next time can we just have the jar sauce? <laughs> so you know, goes against everything so you know how early I was just, earlier I was just like, yeah, you know, you can't go somewhere and you just know something's out of the jar. Pataks butter chicken, which is really nothing like proper made butter chicken, just do it. It's just, yeah. And it's just delicious and it's comforting and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made a I made a curry for the boys on Thursday night, 
thinking that I was, you know, because we were, we were not going to be home. I was just a bit, I was a bit liberal with the um, May, I think it's May ploy Penang curry mix because it says this is, you know, this is just like a red chicken but without the without the fire. And so I put it so fucking hot. Like, like even the even the spicy eaters in the house were like, oh, that's pretty warm. <laughs> Let's crack on with the reader's questions. Can, oh, can you pull those questions. up? Yeah, do you want me to pull them up? Thank you. All right, let's go. I haven't read any of them, so this will be shooting straight from the hip. Yep, perfect. I love it when we do that. It's like fast fast and loose. All right. How many have we got? Uh, 25. Okay. Well, we might, probably won't get through them all, but let's have a go. Oh, um, Andrea asks, any tips on getting rid of the perimenopausal gut? Yes. Now, I've spoken to my per- my personal trainer about this, and she yes. says you can get rid of it, but you just never eat and never drink um, alcohol again. So it's actually here to stay. Yes. Liz actually put up a link to someone, Angela Council. Um, I've just opened that now. Uh, she looks, you know, really happy with glowing skin. So that I'm not sure. Oh, my God. She calls herself a menopause coach. Moving on, <clears throat> right, Sally says, oh, yeah, so just alcohol, alcohol and um, and portion size, it's the only thing. Um, I know a lot of, and I know a lot of women in the group have done the 5-2 um, diet and that really worked for them. Um, personally, I just don't have the, you know, right. I'm to not eat that long. Yeah. <laughs> Once I start to feel hungry, my body actually goes into like an anxiety spiral of the fact that death is imminent. Um, Sally. So if one's partner feels off colour and decides it's pertinent to get a COVID test and continues to go about his business while waiting for the results, what would you say to them? Especially as they neglected to inform you that was happening until after the fact. In fairness, he didn't tell me because he thought I would worry. He seems to think there was no issue and that it is, in fact, hilarious. I say it wasn't his decision to make. He is COVID-free, but I think he has done the wrong thing. What do you think? Sally, your husband is an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sally, but I concur. That's just yes. silly. Like, so... Don't fuck around with it. I now know what you have, like, I now know that if you go and then get tested, you have to put yourself into quarantine until you get your result. Now, we knew in this house that by that point, there are six people down living down here in a three-bedroom space. If it, There's no way, you know, there was no point me going up to my bedroom and just being up there for four days with them leaving food for me at the door because... That wasn't it, bulging. No. Um, but I did not go anywhere. I just stayed at home, did not leave the house until I got the results. Um, and But the note does say other people in your house can go about their normal life, which to me sounds absolutely ridiculous. But that's what the that's what the rules say from the Department of Health. So he just, that, yeah, really idiot. Um, <laughs> Sally, sure he's lovely. He's, of course he's lovely, but, you know, yeah, he's just... Men do this sort of shit. Why? Why? Because they don't. Because they don't think anything can touch them. No. That's why uh, my husband goes out every bloody weekend on his bike and throws himself down mountains. Oh. And then he com- then he complains that his hips are sore. 
Oh, he sips the sore and he does his back. Yeah. Oh, my back's really sore. Well, duh. I know. I, I, and I love I love Mr. Wu to death. You know that he is my, you know, he's next in line. And yeah. just like, dude, you know, like, and they've got, it's like they don't have any of that forward projection. So we're all thinking about, Jesus, I need to deal with this now because otherwise when I'm 60, I'm going to be, like, completely incapacitated. Mm. They just don't have that. <clears throat> they don't have that. No. Foresight. No. Anyway, um, okay, Alison, why, at the age of 47, have I broken out in zits along my jawline and want to eat everything in sight? I feel like I'm channeling one of my teenage sons. Okay, Alison, just this week, this is how highly suggestible I am. Clearly, I didn't even know you'd written this, but I've absorbed it somehow. I have got just really bad acne down the sides of my neck and behind my ears. And it's cystic acne, and that's totally hormone-related. It's really sore. And it's dreadful, and I'm sorry that you're going through that because I know exactly what that feels like. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's all hormone-related. But yeah. don't touch it. Just You've just got to let it, leave it. Yeah. Um, Kirsten says that she said, as we just, 100% hormonal, and then she went on an antibiotic for the doctor from three months, um, and then she ended up on Roaccutane. Oh, uh, she never, she'd never had pimples as a teenager, but as an adult, had adult acne due to hormones. The upside was she had the best sex of her life. <laughs> well, it clearly wasn't putting off the partner. No, no. But, yes, we're all talking – everyone's talking about it. Hormones and adrenal issues create jawline pimples. Yeah. Yeah, at least they're on the jawline and not, like, right in the middle of your face. Yeah, one on the end of your nose would be bad. Okay. Uh, Kirsty says she's battling to get – down to drinking three nights a week. Uh, dropping, yeah. dropping that Sunday night red is proving to be very difficult. Any tips would be greatly appreciated. Um, uh, I'm the same. <laughs> I think uh, everyone's the same. Everyone's the same because, but what it is, is it's the ritual of it. And so one of the ways, particularly when I'm trying to particularly reduce, say, my portion size, which is my biggest issue at the moment, is you can have that red, just have it next Sunday. And so you're not actually in your brain, you're not actually saying you're never having wine again on a Sunday night. You're actually just saying, oh, just not this week. I just try and trick my brain because my brain is clearly very simple. Um, and I, so that's what, and that's how I do the drinking thing is I'll just go, oh, I really want a gin and tonic. And I go, oh, I'll have it tomorrow night. I go, okay. You see, I just have the gin and tonic. <laughs> You know I, know, what I, mean. I know, but I'm just like I've just I'm still trying to deal with the gut. I'm still trying to get the gut yeah. down, and yeah. so I, that's. Offer, if you if you are suffering from like a health reason, I think that's a good incentive to stop it. But a gin and tonic every afternoon or of an evening, it's not going to like honestly. We beat each other up. We beat ourselves up so much about all this stuff. Mm. Like, but it is bad. In red wine. No, it's bad for us women to be drinking alcohol, Lucy. Oh, I know that. I know that. Increases our risk of, you know, breast cancer. It's not, you know. But what's wrong with having a, a glass of red wine? Yeah, a glass, nothing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, have the glass of red wine. Yeah. Hang on, someone's coming in. Hi, darling, I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting? Yes. <laughs> Which one is it? The little one. Hello. 
he's got he he's got his earbuds in. Can't hear a thing. <laughs> he just said something about making something, and I went, "That's fine." So who knows what's going to be out yes. there? Look, I think have a glass of red wine. Just don't have two. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. That's yeah. a that's a good start. Yeah. Um. Okay, Gabrielle. Make sure it's a fucking big one too. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle says, "Has anyone else's breath changed with menopause? Not dry mouth, halitosis, or on a paleo diet." Good dental hygiene, and I'm drinking plenty of water. Nothing unusually different in diet, but could kill a horse at 50, 50 yards some days with really stale breath. This is me too. That's me know, too. This is also hormonal related. Is it? It's, there's studies to show that when you uh, ovulate and menstruate, you, your breath smells differently. Fucking hell. What's yes, that? Honestly. <laughs> is there anything? Is there anything that remains untouched? Like, it's just, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Everything, because, everything. You know, one of the most alarming things for me about wearing a mask is how much you actually get to smell your own breath. And at one point I was like, my breath smells like dried that dried shrimp paste, that Belican, whatever it is. And I just was like horrified. And I'm like, Rob just going, breathing. Is my breath really bad? Oh, my breath. Oh. My, I've just had a coffee, so I've got... <clears throat> Coffee breath. Yeah. Anyway, let's crack on. Okay. Kirsten says, I need to quit. I need courage to quit one of my jobs. I only took it on for the experience to use it in my business. I feel so bad because I never quit anything, but also the fuckers took my car bay due to COVID-19 cost cuts. The money is great as well. Oh, Kirsten, that's hard. Um, I don't know. Yeah. See, the money, that would be difficult. But I think that you already know what you need to do. Yeah. And you're just asking permission to do what you know that you already are going to do. So just go and do it. Does that Ooh. make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, so you don't need anyone's permission and justifying anything. You do what you want to do. Yeah. But if you don't like it, yeah, do it. Yeah. Just. Yeah. So no. You go and you say, it's been great. Really enjoyed this. I'm going off in a different direction now, so thanks very much. And fuck you for taking my car space. Kathy <laughs> yeah. uh, asks, has this anyone... This is called a fuck you edition. Yeah. Kathy uh, asks, has anyone had improvement of migraines after using estradiol? Estradiol? Um, her GP prescribed the patches at her request to help with mood swings a few months ago, but I've been hesitant to use them. I've had hormone-related migraines for years and have good medication to manage them, but recently they've gotten worse. Any advice? Welcome. Right, well, you need to strap the patches on to see. Yeah, give it a go. Give it a go, dude. What's the worst that can happen? If, that, if it makes them worse, stop using them. Yeah. Bingo. And then I'm report back. I'm interested in this hormonal patch, though. I'm going to do some research onto that. Yeah, you know my friend, uh, my my friend Bronwyn, who had to have uh, full hysterectomy, um, and she's on patches. And now her kids, when she starts to lose her shit, just sort of go patch. <laughs> That's like Mr. Um, Wu. Do you need Do you need to change your patch? And she's it's just like, I'm like Mr. Wu has got this thing, which is also a Hungarian-born ailment called hematemacrosis, where your blood produces too much iron. And so he has to give blood several times a year. And it's the same thing. One of the things is is, uh, fatigue and irritability. So when he starts to get a bit cranky, I go, blood bank, blood bank. (laughs) Is that serious? 
seriously how you how you deal with it is just yeah. to offload some of your blood. Yeah, and because we lived in London, we can't even do anything with that blood. Oh, wow! Even now. Yeah, so like I'm useless. Is that for, is that forever? Forever. So what are they doing in London in the UK? Because how do, where do they get their blood from? We have gone off so widely on a tangent. <laughs> get back to the list. Okay, Lisa. Um, oh, she says, Kate, are you moving this week? Will you be in your new abode prior to your birthday? How are you travelling this year with your birthday looming giving? Sometimes it's a tough time post-birthday. Wow, she's got a good memory. Uh, how do I know it's your birthday? Fellow Cancerian. Oh, hello. Yes, we are a complex star sign. <laughs> we are very domesticated and passionate and moody. Um, I'm moving on Wednesday. God help everybody involved. Oh, gosh. So Mr. Wig and I went out to lunch this week to discuss how we're going to manage each other <laughs> <laughs> on the moving day, given, you know, we've moved a few times now and the history has told us that we're not always kind to each other on moving day. So we went through a couple of scenarios about how we would manage that and yes. how, like, it's for me it's not a social outing because I've got, like, lots of friends and girlfriends and mum mm. and everyone coming to help unpack and sometimes one of them might bring a bottle of champagne. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so and then he will always disappear into the garage and start tinkering and setting up his spaces. And yes. so we worked out, like, if I say, you fucking selfish prick, like, fuck off, um, are you okay if I say that to you? And he'll go, yep, are you okay if I, like, say this to you? And I said, yes. And we both know that it's not really what we mean to each other. It's just the move talking. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so adult. I know. You guys are modelling. You guys are modelling just, you know, couple couple goals. Yeah. Except you could probably then go, okay, that language is really unhelpful and hurtful. So let's try saying it in a different way. I know, I know, but we're just realists, <laughs> and we want to make a really good first impression on the neighbours. <laughs> now, one of our one of our um, one of our follow, followers. Um, Jody actually talks about how she just had her birthday and turned 56. And Jody is the one that owns um, the restaurant uh, down in the Snowy Mountains. Oh, we, we need to. Where we're going to go one time. We are going to get down there and we're going to have, like, a complete, you know, hot flush love fest. Take over. Can we just work out some dates with her? Yeah. So, but she actually said that. She was unexpectedly sad and depressed post-birthday and it, that it's not her usual mood and she thinks that everything that they've just been through this year has just finally got her down. They had the oh. bushfires, they had storms, they had the lockdown and now it's ski season that, it just, that can't get its shit together and she's just exhausted, lonely and stressed. And oh, it's Jody. like, Jody, you just, God love you and it's okay to just sit in that for a bit and then you'll you'll just find your way out of it. And we okay. and we're we all are coming down. Yeah, yeah, we're going. But we are coming down. We we yeah. keep talking about it, but we've actually got to fucking do it. Yes. And we'll open up like all the rooms to um to hot flushes and who wants to join us for a two night break. Yeah. Of just there's no agenda. It's just being. Yes. Yes, exactly. And we just get down there and just yeah, food. And friends. Seats and chats and, yep. yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, okay. Belinda, 
how many hot flushes are you mob averaging during a night? I want to know who's the current champion. I'm on three. I'm tight. Belinda, you win. Let's just give you the cup. Liz says, I don't keep count after 2.30. (laughs) Is that lovely, Liz? Yes. Oh, she's funny. Lovely Liz and lovely Belinda. Um, The battle of the hot flush. All I can say is you just get an inexplicable abdominal ailment and your hot flushes just go away. I don't like who the fuck knows what happened there, but they've, they've, I only get, I maybe get like one or two a week now. Yeah. I'm I was getting, too. I was getting like 10 a day easily. Oh, and they're so embarrassing. Oh God. I just was like, I was like Pavarotti. I had to like almost carry around a, you know, a towel. Okay. <clears throat> um, Audrey wants to share a tip. Oh, wants to share a thank you to oh. Kate for her toasted sandwich tip. Oh, yes. A few seconds in the microwave and then the sandwich toaster. My fillings in the middle are now warm and gooey. Game changer. Thank you so much. It really is the only way to do it, Kim. Oh, my God. Melanie says line the sandwich press with glad bake. And then it's, you know, that does it. So then you only have to do a quick wipe down. That's that's quite genius. But does it, But that wouldn't work, though, because it wouldn't – the butter and it – Crispy. So crispy. It and, and you also need the relics of 10,000 toasties that have gone before you to add that extra flavour. <laughs> um, Dee says, when do we start to feel less tired? <laughs> no, you don't start to feel less tired. What you need to do is just rest more. Yes. Yes. I, I'm packing up the house and so I go in bursts of like 15 minutes bursts of energy and then I'm exhausted so yep. that I have to lie down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me four years to pack. Yeah. Um, Susie says, I've been stood down from work since the 3rd of April. My partner is down to four days, but things are finally starting to look better. I'm going back to three days a week from Monday. Today we received, oh, God, today they received a letter to vacate their premises. Um, And she just says, fuck you, 2020. (laughs) Yep, Um, Yep. everyone's going to write it off. It's absolute shock. Yeah, so, but Susie... At work, like that's so good. And the job, the the having to find somewhere new to live is butt, but the work thing is fantastic. Um, and also, and can I say, as a as a person that's just taken on a lease, negotiate that rent down. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. So Ruth, <laughs> I love this so much. Ruth says the end of the COVID pudding everyday diet. <laughs> I miss pudding every day. How do you deal with the hunger pangs? Ruth, I I know. I think I was so worried about putting weight on because I'd lost all that weight with the abdominal ailment and I was so worried about putting weight on I was really good during COVID and now COVID's over. I'm like, so all bets are off. It's just ridiculous. Um, oh, Belinda says, you've reminded me that I have a Christmas pudding in the top of my pantry that I'm saving for winter. <laughs> I'm sorry that doesn't help with your question, but thanks. <laughs> We We're just, such a caring lot. We just cracked into my second, the second Christmas cake that I made last Christmas, and it's delicious. It's just been, it's just been in the back of the cupboard, and you just warm it up slightly, have it with a bit of ice cream or a bit of cream. Come on, Nana, let's keep going. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, and then she, and then Ruth puts up another one <laughs> with a gif of a sheep getting shorn, saying, "Also, first haircut for six months, booked in for mid July." Which is a, it's just like that's so good. 
Um, Liz said, uh, oh, Liz talks about the adoption thing. Yeah, I need to come back to that um, because people have asked me lots of questions. So, but I don't know. It's almost like I need to do a separate. Uh, I think you should do a separate, like, adoption special. Yeah. Get some questions in and have a conversation because I think it's really important. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Jackie, oh, God, I have spent this week neck deep in an essay on women over 55 being the largest growth cohort in the homelessness sector. Oh, God. That must be cheery um, because we take time out for paid employment and care for kids and later age parents. We work... Oh, 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 my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, you sell the bus. We should have sold the bus. Awesome. Do you want to go and say goodbye to it? No. Um, (laughs) I don't want to go out there in case, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So paid employment, uh, we take time out of paid employment. Uh, Yeah, we work lower paid. Yeah, we do. We work lower paid jobs, often casual. When women divorce, we are less likely to repartner, making our futures more financially precarious, and we're more likely to move. Okay. Uh, So heavy stuff I know, but you asked. (laughs) We really did, Jackie. Um, And this stuff's really important. I'm actually quite interested Jackie for you to talk to us all more about that um and give yes and and like just give us like how can we avoid that happening to us yeah and what and what you've discovered in writing about that what are some some things that you can do to because once you're in that position like once we are in our you know 40s and 50s and 60s what can we do to actually protect ourselves from that happening. That happening. Um, so I'm really keen, Jackie, for you to do some more posts. We both are very keen for you to do that. Um, what about what streaming? Uh, Leanne says, what streaming service is best for content and value for money? Uh, well, we have all of them. So you know. Yes, we have Netflix and Stan. We have Netflix and Stan and Amazon Prime. I don't think Amazon Prime is all that. No, we don't have that. I wouldn't really bother with it, um, but definitely Netflix and Stan. We've got the Disney channels. As, we've got Disney as well, and that's quite great because, like, seriously, sometimes all you want is to watch something like um, The Impossibles or the other night we watched Ratatouille as a family. Like, it was just lovely. Sometimes it's really nice to just watch something that doesn't involve building blowing up and, you know. Rape and murder. Yeah. I'm going to have to go in a minute, Kim, because we've got driving lessons. So. Oh, God. Okay. Um, someone talks about reflux. Yes, that's a normal thing. Uh, how do you deal with a – oh, okay, Sarah's talking about an adolescent son who's getting really forceful and physical. Um, okay, that's a whole – yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, Sarah. You need to do some research on that. Come back to that. Yeah, I think we need to come back to that. Can you ask us again next one and get in early? <laughs> Um, uh, oh Cindy overcome low self-esteem and self-doubt at work right do you want to know what I'm going to tell you Cindy you fake it till you make it and you look to the facts so you look to what you're achieving you look to what has been expected of you and where you have where you are sitting with that you look at 
and and you fake it till you make it. You look out and stop looking inwards. Like yes. <clears throat> yep. Stop. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, there's a frog in my throat. That's what you need to do. Um, Look, you're overthinking things. You're looking inward. So the best way, and I know that because I've been there, the best way to do is to crack on and get your work done and be distracted by the things that you're actually doing and not thinking about the things that you're self-doubting. Yeah. Write a list in the morning and tick off your tasks and get it done. Yep. Nothing good, nothing good comes from the staring inward and throwing shade on yourself. And no, my, shrink, pretty my, shrink place, has also so. said to me, my shrink has said to me, look to the facts. Have you been, you know, reprimanded? Have you had like a, you know, a, 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 um, a job review? Have you had like, and all of these things, I go, no, no, no. You know, and he's going, right. So if they, if all of these things that you're thinking were real, do you, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So you just, just fake it till you make it. And the thing is, is then you actually start to realise you're not faking it. You're actually doing it. And then you can actually kick that self-doubt to the curb. But I had to do the whole fake it till you make it thing in my brain to trick myself. Into believing you were worthy. Yeah, it, that I was worthy and that I was capable. And then I was actually doing it and started and, you know, and getting feedback and just going, oh, okay, so maybe I'm not faking it. Like maybe I'm actually just doing it. See, see how my brain is very simple. <laughs> um. Jen says one word libido, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a gold that's a that's a sh- I was going to say shaft, <laughs> not that sort. Uh, and Helen talks about eighteen-year-old twin girls and the mumble. Uh, the mumble is frustrating, and the whispering and the slow talk, like uh, the, yeah, God, that's, that's, I just, just can't yeah. even deal with that right now. And that's because it. I've got to go and and take someone driving now, so I'm going to have to love you and leave you, love. Yeah, that's it. We're done. So next time we'll be doing it from the new Chateau de Wook. <gasps> Chateau de Wook. Wish me luck on Wednesday, everyone. Oh, if boy. If you're around the North Sydney area and you want to pop in with a casserole, I won't say no. Thank you, Andrew <laughs> Faith, who's already organised that. What a legend. Oh, what a legend. What a legend. Anyway, I'm off. As All right. Say. So well. Just keep plucking. Bye. <laughs>